everyone. Welcome to What's the Hook with Diane and Andy. It is Friday, September 8th. It's it's almost, I guess fall doesn't technically start till later in September, Andy, but I guess it's kind of almost fall. Yeah, I feel like the rest of the world has fall and we sort of, you know. We like, have a prolonged summer. <laughs> we have a prolonged summer. That it's supposed to be like 90 fall. degrees here this weekend. Yeah, so yeah. Andy and I are here sipping our iced coffees already, <laughs> you know, it's that kind of day. Um, like my I, fourth of the day. I am deep, deep. It's only my second. <laughs> so I, I can still string a sentence together. We'll see how Andy does. Yeah, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> um, for me, I am deep, deep, deep into the U.S. Open tennis. And boy, oh boy, the talent is absolutely astounding. Literally just watching the next generation of tennis greats play. And I'm very eager to watch uh, Ben Shelton play Novak Djokovic, which is starting in like a few minutes so I will be joining it in progress since we're recording right now. But watching Coco Goff win was just an absolute joy. So she's oh, just so much incredible talent. It's it's just amazing to watch. I, I did not know you were such a tennis fan. I didn't either. It's oh, to, really? That makes two of us. Oh, wow. Okay, so this but is usually, kind of a new thing. Well, honestly, when things like Wimbledon or Roland Garros, the French Open, or... U.S. Open comes around, I find myself watching. Okay. And this has been this way for, I would say, probably at least the last five years. Nice. So I guess, but the rest of the year, I forget about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if that qualifies me as one or not. I think it does. Um, I told Andy, I've been like a bad student this week. I feel like I didn't do all my homework because there are some new shows I haven't gotten to yet. But... We Andy and I have both been reading. There was a lot of like TV related news There's this like week. There's been a lot of. I mean, yeah, it's not been a good week for Bob Iger. He's had. It really hasn't. Like, CNBC's Alex Sherman wrote an article about Iger and the whole issue of Succession and that whole disaster that happened with Bob Chapek. And um, it was a twelve thousand word article. <gasps> And I read the whole thing last night. Oh, my God. It was fascinating. Andy gets a gold star. I think I've I only know. made it through I did the homework. a little more than half so I, far. I read it because I thought you had read the whole thing and that I was going to be quizzed today on it. <laughs> I get the demerits, <laughs> is what Andy is saying. Yeah. Demerits, demerits. <laughs> the teacher has become, the student becomes the teacher. There you go. No, but honestly, it was fascinating. And I, you know, we, I followed that story like everybody did oh, yeah. about but the Bob Iger succession plan and Bob Chapin coming in as kind of co-CEO and what a weird situation that was. And it, and, uh, but you know, and Bob Chapek just kind of really didn't come across too well. But after this article, I actually had more respect for him and and what he was trying to do and how Bob Iger really wasn't supporting him. Not at all. In any way. Because he didn't really want anyone to succeed him. Yeah, yeah. And the two guys that had been posited as possible successors, I think both wound up leaving the company. Uh, Kevin Mayer and... Yeah, there was something about Shanghai Disney. And whoever was overseeing parks, like, I think it was that one of those guys. Sense. I think it was, yeah. And I think it was kind of a debacle, the the opening of the park. And so um, he and Bob Chapek became really close because they were... Iger and Chapek became close traveling back and forth from China to, uh, to problem solve the opening of the park. There you go. And Chapek was such a good operations guy and cost cutting guy and detail guy that he helped like that be, be a success or they, they were able to open it. And I think he, so Iger had just come out of this project with him and saw him at his best and was like, OK, you can be the guy to succeed me. I think it's also that Iger 
was, I would say, used to be better with talent, given his the way he's conducted himself <laughs> during the strike. I'm going to retract that because I think he's forgotten anything he learned. But Chapek was not good with talent. Chapek apparently had not much enthusiasm or interest in talent relations. So very different men. But let me tell you, just with the amount that I've read of the article, which is, I think is a little more than half, is the overriding ego of Bob Iger, which I guess... Well, of both of them, frankly. With all but captains, yes, yes. And I guess that happens with all captains of industry. And it's also the patriarchal society that we live in. But... Oh, you just you read it and you just go, good God, they can't get over themselves. That's true. But in his defense, also, like this article did a pretty good job of laying out his entire time with Disney and all the things that he accomplished, which were like, yeah, like a lot of things that he did, like bringing in. Oh, God, I don't know. Like Fox was the last kind of giant purchase that he did, like purchasing a big part of Fox. But he had these the series of giant acquisitions and oh, oh, Marvel. He did Marvel. He brought he he purchased Star Wars like he did all these giant transactions. And and it's such a complex company when you think about it. They have a film studio. They have a streaming division. They have the parks. parks. They have consumer products they i mean it's just like they run the gamut they're everywhere yeah Yeah. they're a tech company but they they, anyway they have all kinds of things and and for a news division like for somebody to know all of those pieces of the pie and be able to oversee them and manage them i mean it's almost an impossible task i agree with that and and by the way, I didn't mean to disrespect all of his accomplishments. No, 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 I didn't think you did. I just I feel I feel like it's they those may be getting overshadowed given current events. Maybe that's what maybe that's what I mean. And let me tell you that there's another big issue happening right now because Disney is having an issue with charter communications. Oh my gosh. So charter yeah. and Spectrum customers are not getting ABC, ESPN or Freeform channels. And they're and ESPN, which is always a big deal because They've always entertained the thought of offering ESPN as an a la carte option for people. But ESPN gets them a lot of money from cable systems. And right now, during the U.S. Open and the launch of the college football season, that is a big deal. Customers are not happy about that, that they cannot get ESPN right now. They have to find other ways to get it. Um, So... They got a boy. It's hard. Well, it's you know, bad timing for ESPN. A lot going on. ESPN's yeah. in a real weak spot because they still rely so much on those cable fees. Yes, very much. Like they don't have the strongest internet presence, and a lot of other companies own rights. The, the wheels to, are the wheels are coming off the bus. It's literally this week. I, it's what I. Yeah. I'm like, oh gosh, yeah. yeah. This is all. We are in a big shift. But people have been anticipating this. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, cable. I, I, I was I listening like, to a podcast, and they said like. Um, in the past five years, um, the cable market has has shrunk by 40%. I think it's gone from like 100 million households to 60 million households. Crazy. So it's like yeah. a melting ice cube. It's like a... It's Qu- like quickly a, melting. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Like, and there's no way to turn that around. Nobody's going to go back to like... Or, or add cable at this point. I feel very old-fashioned in that I am still a DirecTV subscriber. I still find DirecTV very... Uh, I like it because I get early feeds of cable channels. Okay. I get New York, like East Coast feeds of that, and I like that. So, Well, I mean, I just, I was a cord cutter from a long time ago right. because it was cheaper. Right. I was like, I could watch Netflix for, well, at that point, it was only like $10 a month or uh-huh. whatever. Now, not anymore. It's not. But, um, you know, it was just so much cheaper not to have cable. So, yeah. The other article that's causing 
an extreme amount of chatter was Rolling Stone's article oh, man. about Jimmy Fallon. And it dropped yesterday and just it got picked up everywhere, Andy. Absolutely everywhere. And you said you you knew this, like, or it's known it, somewhat it is a, in the it industry is a that thing. he a well, like he a very is, industry. It wasn't. I don't want to call it a secret because it wasn't a secret. Yeah. Okay. Also, it, there were even press items about it as back far back as like 2016, 2017, that you know he had a drinking problem. Wow. Allegedly, 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 they allegedly had a drinking problem. But and that the Jimmy himself said, "I couldn't do this job every day if I was drinking." Yeah, he did say that. I read that. Which is, a, <laughs> I mean, it's a good defense, but honestly, doesn't mean it's true. Um, I believe the term is functional alcoholic. Sure. Functioning alcoholic. Sure. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I've only met Jimmy personally a few times, like at TCA gatherings, upfront stuff. So I don't know the answer to this. But well, and that he created a really toxic workplace because of it. I mean, that was yes. the other part. It wasn't just that he was like. Well, uh, it's also it's it's been his, the Tonight Show has been his has been his show for nine years. Yeah. He has had nine showrunners in nine years. Yes. That is not a good sign. And Rolling Stone reached out to like 50 people, I think, that were involved a with lot. the show over the years. It was something like that. It was a very large number. And not one person would come out with a statement of support. That's, that Even was the most shocking Even just a generic, part. like, yeah. I had a great experience. Yeah. I like Jimmy. Like, Seinfeld kind of did. He, like... He was, Jerry Seinfeld. I think that was a quote from a while ago too. Okay, it might have been. There was like a, there was a very there was one little um, anecdote that they used about a situation with Jerry Seinfeld, and Jerry Seinfeld responded to that and said it was blown out of proportion. But anyway, and I guess Fallon did a Zoom call with a lot of the staff yesterday, since the strike. Nobody, they're not working. They haven't been working since May, and he apologized and said, "I'm sorry if I've embarrassed you guys, and I I would never want to do that and that sort of thing," and. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Does this mean like, uh, and, uh, you know, somebody said, do you think this will, one of my friends said, oh, do you think this is going to like damage him permanently? The thing I is, do. is that I don't know, but he has a very, he does have a devoted following. He has, there's a lot of fans of that show. Okay, fair. What it reminds me so much of, you know, the obvious like correlation is to Ellen. Right. And, and, what, and, and a lot and, of people have been making that correlation. And, I've heard, and I had definitely heard about Ellen over the years that she was not her public persona. A nice person, right. But both of them, I mean, their persona is like likable, sweet, funny, very like, you know, yes. joyous. Like that's their thing. And when you hear that they're actually really toxic, difficult people behind the scenes and not nice, I don't know how you come back from that when that is your entire persona. I always think when I hear stories like this, <laughs> having worked with Ellen, I go, Oh, they're not nice every day. Oh, oh, flash. Oh, oh, I'm so surprised. Not. Nice. But something like this, I, you know, I think it takes damage control. Now, for me, the issue is really about alcohol or substance abuse. And if that's true, uh, look, my first hope is that he gets any help he might need with that. Because, you know, not only is he a late night show host, he is a husband and he's a father of two yeah. young girls. So it's like, I just hope he gets the help that he needs in order to be healthy. Because once your head's a little clearer, it's certainly easier to think and combat problems. You know, then the other thing is image rehab. And that's a very different thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, I'm really curious, has he hired a crisis PR person? Is he just going to lie low, which is easier to do? Because of the strike, although he is doing the Strike Force 5 podcast with the other late night hosts. I don't know how many episodes they've already recorded. Um, but I, you know, I'm just curious. But 
It's terrible. I mean, no, it's not good. The only, it's odd that this came, I mean, it's almost better that it came out during the strike because there are no new episodes of The Tonight Show airing. Right, right. So it'll come out, it'll have a few news cycles, and then it's probably going to die down. Yeah. Well, a lot's going to depend on his response and if he can show some, like, true contrition and... Which I don't really feel well, like Ellen that, did. That, I don't feel oh, like she, I don't think she did at all. I think Ellen was already. I mean, we, she, we knew she, she was already. Out the door. Her foot was out yeah. the door. She, that show was going to end, and yeah. she had all the money in the world. So I don't think she cared. Maybe in a way, or she didn't seem like she cared that much. She made an apology, but it didn't seem all that convincing. I mean, Jimmy Fallon's made a lot of money. Maybe well, that's not, maybe abso- not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The yeah, amount yeah. of fu money that Ellen's. Oh made, no, he's but. got plenty that he doesn't have to keep working. I'm sure, but um, it I just depends he, on what his desire is. If he wants to keep doing this for well, twenty he, more I years, he then he his, has I some he real work his job, to do. For yeah. sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, and frankly, the stuff about Ellen was almost worse than the stuff about. I agree, Jimmy. But I agree completely, and also. It's boy, just that showrunner turnover that made my that jaw drop. Just crazy. When I heard that many, I was like, okay, something's wrong. Something if is... people just keep leaving that job, oh my so God. and whoop. not one person would offer a statement of support. That's very true. That just really stuck out to me. Anyway, in happier news, the Taylor Swift movie that's going to be coming out in AMC theaters is now set to open, and it's already earned a hundred million dollars. Swift, Miss Swift, doesn't again. So congrats oh to her. Look, hat tip to her. What a what a year! Just the year of women. Taylor Swift, Beyonce's tour. I'm almost afraid the shoe's gonna drop and something really bad's gonna happen after those two fantastic Ooh. things. And also, I'm really, I'm really, really waiting for someone to announce a Beyonce film because there's got to be a film of this Renaissance hmm. tour. I'm dying to see that since I did not go to the show because. It was a lot of money. <laughs> so much money. I mean, and it looked like it was worth it for the fashion alone. Oh my gosh, yeah. I could yes. live on the fashion alone from that show. Yeah. Um, also, in movie news, just a really quick mention, because I've really been looking forward to the reissue of the Talking Heads film, Stop Making Sense. A24 is putting the film out, and on September 11th in LA, I'm not sure about New York, Stop Making Sense will be playing at selected IMAX theaters in town. And mem- and word they put an Instagram post up that members of Talking Heads may be at the screenings, so I don't know if they'll do it in. I would think they'll do it in New York as well, but just keep your eye out. Keep your eye out, and I would love to see that movie in IMAX just because. Oh, it was such a tremendous show. I I will never forget that concert. I saw it years and years and years ago at Ravinia, in uh, Chicago, Illinois. And oh, it cool! Was absolutely amazing. Um, in strike news. Um, the, the, the strike, the picketing continues and Warner media variety published uh, a report that Warner media has reportedly suspended payments on the overall deals of some of their higher priced showrunners yeah. like JJ Abrams, Greg Berlanti, Mindy Kaling, and Bill Lawrence and WGA members who are on social media have said, you know, they, they think it's going to scare the writers and weaken their resolve. But they are wrong. I think they're totally wrong. I, I don't think it will at all. I think it's even going to make the writers more oh, determined. They're, oh, they're already. Yeah. Yeah. And there's been no movement on negotiations. There have been no uh, new reports. No new news about that. Just a big hat tip to Elaine Lowe over at The Ankler, who does a, a, a free newsletter called Strike Geist. And you can sign up for that. 
Um, uh, I like that because there's, it's usually a daily missive about kind of what's going on with the strikes or at the pickets. So I like that. And she's been covering it well in both L.A. and New York. And then finally, the WGA and SAG-AFTRA strike folks want to be able to file for unemployment in California during the strike. And I'm really curious to see where this will wind up and if the state will allow them to file. Because I don't recall this happening before, but maybe it has like and I just don't know. contract workers, not employees. I wonder. Yeah, that'd be interesting. It'd have to be a really special scenario. Like, where I mean, they'd have to probably pass some sort of legislation to do that. I haven't seen anything written. I, ha- I haven't seen anything in depth written about it, but I'm going to have to look that up later okay. on. Um. My vote for the most beautiful episode I watched this week goes, of course, to Reservation Dogs, because when doesn't it? Mm. This show has been just killing me emotionally every week, and I both love them and hate them for it, because I cannot hold it together when I watch the <laughs> show, Andy. Yeah. And this week was no exception, as it focused on Rita, who gets offered a new job, but it means she would have to move out of Oklahoma. which is a big, big deal. And I'm such a slacker, and I haven't watched the episode. And I'm so mad at Andy for it. I know Diane's seething with anger. I'm, 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 you know what, it takes too much energy to see Andy. (laughs) She's like, you're not even worth that. I'm I'm mad. I'm mad. I know, I forgot Mostly because I love to talk to Andy about it. I thought it didn't come out until last night, and it was out like three days ago, so. I said to Andy, I go, I said, it's my fault, I didn't remind you. He goes, no, no, you texted me to tell me how good it was. Yeah, yeah, and I still thought, I thought like you would watch the screener. Which they no. won't give me. No, I had not. I watch <laughs> I watch them when they drop now. Yes. Anyway, Rita is visited by a spirit of Elora's mother, Cookie. And oh boy, does this episode just take you <laughs> down a beautiful, like emotional, gorgeous. It's I mean, look, it's about friendship and love and support. And oh gosh, just watch it. That's all I can tell you. It's the final season of Reservation Dogs, and they they made no, no missteps. Yeah, I've never seen a show like this where they just don't make any missteps. I have a friend on the East Coast, and I said to him, I was like, you're watching Reservation Dogs, right? And he goes, no. I go, yeah, you need to get on that right now. So if you're not watching, just start. It's, if you take just one watch thing on away Hulu. from this podcast ever in the entire history of this podcast, it's that you should be watching Reservation Thank Dogs. Thank you. Yes. There's a lot of other things you should be like taking away from our amazing insight, but like that's honestly <laughs> that's the number wealth, one. The knowledge and wealth the we bring wealth you, and lots of opinions. <laughs> um, I know. I I knew I was happy about this next show. Oh my god! I had no idea how happy it was going to make Andy. Which I have talked about this on the show before. How much how I'm obsessed I this? with the show. Okay. Yes, and we're talking about Virgin River. <laughs> Netflix's Virgin River is back. It is oh. the fifth season of the show. And I believe part one has dropped. There will be another part at a later date. I think it might be a strike interrupted show. Oh, God. The new showrunner is Patrick Sean Smith, who created the great show Greek years ago, which I was a big fan of. And I think he's done a very fine job at the helm this season. Um, Andy, how much have you watched of the new season? I think I got to like episode four last night. Okay. Yeah. And I'm just like this. The reason why I just this is not a show that is written for me. 
or it shouldn't be. This is this should not be a show that I like. There is nothing. There's it. There. I, it's this. It, it like it almost looks like it's a Hallmark show. Like it's, a little too saccharine. Like for a you? little too saccharine. Okay. But the thing is, it's just not. It like it's a very sweet show without being like saccharine. It's a very earnest show without being very. like corny or or like too much. Like some people think it is corny. I don't mind it. I just for me, it never rings those bells. It okay. like I, it's a comfort watch. Total. It's cute. It's funny. The the cast is phenomenal. Like I always love the show. Wow. Yeah. Martin Henderson is the one that drew me in. Well, yeah, he's as yeah. as Jack. Yeah. I, I love him. He's and MVP. My other personal fave, Tim Matheson, who if you go back, by the way, if you go back in episodes, I had a great chat with Tim Matheson. It was a while <sighs> yeah, ago now. Did. But I had a really lovely chat with him, the man who has literally been working in show business for forty years. Um, and Alexandra Breckenridge, you know, who plays Mel, you know, and I think Mel and Jack have become a very beloved couple, yeah. you know, on the show. Um, I love Annette O'Toole, though, too. Oh, she's fantastic. She's fantastic. Yeah. And as Hope is trying to kind of battle her way back to full health after her, after her accident. She's, she's terrific, though. The whole cast, it is very, yeah, it's a comfort watch, Andy. Boy, do I agree with that. And the town goes through some real strife this season. I, I don't feel comfortable revealing Well, there's it. always a sense, like, that's another thing. There's always some real danger in this show. There's always some real stakes. Yes. Like, there is, like, throughout the history of this show, there's, like, this drug farm situation that's going on in the mountains, kind of, like, just far enough away to not be, like, a total threat to the town, but... <laughs> But just also enough to bring us some shady characters through Are here and there. Are we just waiting there. for fentanyl to, like, infest Virgin River? Oh, it's there already. <laughs> oh, no, this is the I fentanyl know, right? season. Oh, right. no, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's arrived. Um, and then what else? Like, there's always, you know, a lot of health scares. A lot which, of health scares. Which makes sense because it centers around a little small town health clinic, so. Um, and also, you know, the, the other thing that's unusual about Virgin River, it used to be a lot whiter <laughs> and now they have gradually tried to, to uh, introduce people who look a little different. Well, they always had Preacher. True. As, like, the chef. That's and true. I mean, I Jack's feel like they've done a pretty good job with, like, that side of the diversity spectrum. Well, now they have Doc's grandson. They still haven't had an LGBTQ character, although allegedly there is one coming. But she has not shown up yet in no, the... No, no, no. There, there is... Oh, whoops. It might not be... I think they teased it last season... But I have not seen her back. It's the, one, it's the lady who's taking care of the baby. Who's taking care of baby Chloe. Have you seen her yet? Oh, I don't, I don't remember. All right, we'll talk. We'll, I thought it was the waitress. Oh, oh. I don't know. I thought last season they teased that it was like a waitress at the diner. But I don't even think she's in this No, season, I don't think that's it. So no, I don't mind. think that's it. Anyway. So. Anyway, we're watch, gonna hold, we'll, watch we'll, Virgin we'll hold, River. Yeah, we'll hold there no. right now. But uh, we'll talk more like the next time. But it's a good season. It's yeah, it's just it's it's very reliable. Right? Yes, good word. Yeah. Yeah. Very reliable. Yeah. And the and it's like a perfect show to watch at night. Yes. Won't give you bad dreams. No. It'll kind of you know, that scenery Jack always has lulls bad me. dreams because Well, he's got PTSD. He's got PTSD. Yeah. So but he's rugged. He's very strong. He just rides it out. He's, he's a he's very, rugged. very solid man. Martin Henderson. Oh yeah. God. <laughs> It's just regular guy gorgeous. What can I tell you? Um, 
Anyway, I've already mentioned the U.S. Open. That is continuing through the weekend. The finals are this weekend. Um, ESPN, an, an alternative, if you are affected by this charter Disney blackout thing. Uh, YouTube TV is a good option. Uh, and I think they have some affordable monthly rates. You could do it for maybe a month and use it that way. And you can watch it that way. Uh, let's see. I know ESPN Plus is also an offering, a separate offering, but... I don't know the dollar details of that. I have to mention one piece of Bravo business because this was one of the most brilliant casting things I've ever seen in my life. The new season of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City began uh, just this past week. One of the new cast members, her name is Monica, worked for Jen Shaw, the now incarcerated Jen Shaw. Ooh. She worked for Jen Shaw for a little bit, and when Jen Shaw offered her a shady deal, a, a quick way to earn $600,000, this girl Monica says, I called a friend of mine at the Secret Service, and he told me, stay away from Jen Shaw, and two months later, Jen Shaw went to prison. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, she, and, then, and then this girl Monica goes, and I testified against Jen Shaw at the trial. And I was like, this is the best season ever. I was like, hands down, right there. <laughs> They've also brought back um, Mary Crosby, excuse me, Mary Cosby, who honestly will forever be in my brain for the woman who did all her confessionals from her closet. And let me tell you, just one look in Mary Cosby's eyes. She is also um, a preacher at her own church. And the woman literally thinks she's God. Oh, my God. I, I, think, mean, she, I think she's grifting money. That is just my opinion. I have, I'm going to say allegedly, 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 but I think there's some serious grift going on at her church. And I'm using air quotes when I say church. Um, Andy, what else did you watch this week? I think you watched well, a couple more things. Yeah, the highlight for me this week actually was One Piece on Netflix. On Netflix. Which is actually the number one streaming show. It hit the charts like right away when it came out. The Young Pirate Show. Yeah, it's a Young Pirate Show. It's based on a long-running anime, anime like series. And it's had it's had some already like I think movies and and um and cartoons made of it, but this is a live action show about a kid that is going to be the king of the pirates. And announces that to everybody, but he starts out with nothing, and then he has to get a boat and a crew, and then the crew goes on lots of really fun adventures oh, wow. and and um, encounters lots of armies of very strange and weird characters and different kind of worlds, and it's just a very imaginative, colorful, super fun show that I totally hooked me in, and I just um, absolutely loved it. To me, it really felt like something disney should be making oh wow if they weren't so obsessed with only making star wars and marvel and remaking old movies that were really really good <laughs> with new watered down versions that aren't as good so it we just it's, <laughs> I'm sorry but like it's just a really joyful fun watch it's um not for like young kids it's more like kind of teenagers and, I was gonna and say, up tweens and tweens teens and up yeah, yeah yeah but i mean i've talked to a lot of adults this week that have watched it and really yeah yeah. I have a feeling the anime fandom is probably transferring over. I'm sure it is. But for me, I'm not an, even an anime person. and I'm not necessarily like an action or or, or fantasy person either. Oh. <laughs> but it really worked for me. I had a really good time watching it. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Um, I have only watched the first episode. And I was just admiring the diversity in the casting. Yes, that's a good point. I thought that was great to see on screen. 
you know, there was a woman playing the captain of a ship. And I was like, yeah, I dig this. Great. You know who she was? Did you watch Sex Lives of College Girls? Yes. She's the barista oh manager. I know because yeah. I had to look her up. I was Jeez, like, why is she's she so, so funny? She's so familiar. Who is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so funny. Yeah. Oh, gosh. But it's just full of characters like that. Just really funny, over the top, kind of cartoony, but like. That's just okay. Clever, That's a good thing. Clever, clever, clever. I'm going to watch more. I think you'd like it if you kept going with it. I, I will. I will I, check out more. The first, it took me a couple episodes and then I was like fully in. So, yeah. um, so Andy also watched some of the changeling, which just dropped on prime video. And I'm curious about it because Lakeith Stanfield is in it. And I loved him on a- Atlanta and he's been in, I think both boots Riley's movie. Um, yeah. uh, he's one of my favorites. He's such a good actor. I probably know him most from Atlanta and from the Jordan from get out. Oh, sure. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's an amazing actor. Yes. Like he's got a charisma that's like unmatched. It's a very, it's very sneaky. Yeah. Yeah. How is the changeling though? Because I have not seen yet. I really liked it. It's funny because I was reading and Googling a little bit today and there are widely varying opinions on this show. Oh, wow. But, and I haven't finished it yet. It's, um, I'm probably on like the fourth episode and I don't even think that many are out yet like I've I've watched ahead a little bit um but I it's it's very it's very dark it's very scary it's about um basically it involves like uh his wife and they have a baby and then the wife uh has kind of all kinds of struggles and mental health issues and lots of very dark bad things happen and she's convinced that the child is a changeling has been is like not a, really a baby but has been taken over by some spirit so anyway there's kind of a supernatural element a horror element it is quite creepy it is quite dark but i found it absolutely riveting i'm like really really hooked by it i think it's really well made it like it covers a lot of issues about what it's like to be a father and, you know, and a good father and uh, just like, you know, the, all the struggles that women go through to have a baby and balance, you know, have a balanced life and try to like just juggle so many things at once. And um, and it's their young couple struggling in New York City. Like there's just a lot of it, it's it's a it's really real. <laughs> like, it's, it is based the on struggle is real. It's based on the best selling book of the same name by Victor Lavalle, The Changeling. Uh, and they're pitching it as a fairy tale for grown-ups that has a horror story, a parenthood fable, and a perilous odyssey through a New York City you didn't know existed. Ooh, yeah, that works. Um, <laughs> That's it. Kelly Marcel is the showrunner and executive producer, and it is an eight-part drama series. The first three dropped. Okay, yeah. As far as I know, the first three dropped That's uh, right. yesterday. I've, okay, so. I probably watched that plus a little bit more. Um, I will continue. And it's if you're into horror and, you know, dark fairy tales, like I definitely think it's worth checking out. Um, also, the, we talked a little we, we kind of did a little sneak you, peek of this last this. week yeah. of um, the other black girl, which is on Hulu, which is on Hulu. Another eight episode kind of horror fantasy. Well, not fantasy as much, but it's like a, it's got some fantasy elements, but um, about kind of a corporate um, a woman who's a, a young corporate executive at a publishing company. Um, she's the only black girl that works for this publishing company. And then another black girl is hired. And 
and all kinds of um, interesting things unfold. And the and the question is, is the other black girl trying to sabotage her? Basically, are they friends or are they enemies? I and totally need to watch this. Yeah, I think it's it's really. Um, I finished it. I I really want to talk about it more once you've had a chance to watch. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I need to correct myself. Sorry. I said the Changeling was Prime Video. The Changeling is on Apple TV+. Apple Plus. TV+, Plus, yeah. So sorry. So sorry. We'll forgive you. Too much information. <laughs> um, some upcoming premieres. September 12th, Season 2 of Welcome to Wrexham is coming to FX and then Hulu, streaming on Hulu. And also coming soon, Welcome Wrexham merch. Because evidently Ryan Reynolds' company, Maximum Effort, is going to be putting out a lot of football merch, and that's football, English football, better known as soccer to us Americans. Um, season one of Welcome to Wrexham is, was really lovely and, and just full of so much heart and soul, so I expect season two to be nothing less. Um, I'll, you know, I'm definitely going to be tuning in for that. I have watched all the screeners of the morning show. Season three begins September 13th because John Hamm's in it. So it was kind of just an unwritten thing. I had to watch all the screeners. I'm going to stay mum about it until right, probably until next week because I don't like to spoil anything for anyone. And I think the show, I think the morning show, <laughs> it's been flawed since it began, but it just doesn't want to, it doesn't want to fix anything about itself. I can't, Part of me admires that. I can't do it. And only because of the high profile people involved <laughs> does it get away with that. I have tried the show multiple times. I cannot oh, do Andy it. Oh, and just says no. Like he says no to drugs, <laughs> no to the morning show. Okay. I guess I will be speaking into the void next week about this. So if you're interested in that, come back and we can talk about that then. Um, boy, oh boy. Well, I'm going to go back to my tennis viewing and you know because I've been admiring not only the stellar 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 tennis talent I've also been admiring the fashion oh I think I mentioned it last week but I'm so in love with looking at who everybody has a deal with and you know uh Nike has these Kandinsky inspired prints oh wow that are on the tennis dresses and Ralph Lauren has clothed the ball boys and the ball girls and they look incredible they look like they're <laughs> right out of a prep academy and, um, and then On Clothing has, uh, I think, Ben Shelton, who just would look good in anything with all those muscles. And New Balance has Coco Goff. And just amazing, some, so amazing fashion. And also, of course, amazing fashion from some of the people who come to the Open to watch. People like Anna Wintour and various stars and other former champions, former tennis champions and players. Um, like Naomi Osaka was there last night watching uh, the women's semifinal. So just some great stuff. Um, that's all I got for this week, Andy. What about you? Yeah, I think that I think that's we've covered a lot of ground. We did. <laughs> we try to give you a, a half hour, a half hour chock full of goods. In the meantime, stay cool this weekend. Stay safe. There's another hurricane brewing out there. Hurricane oh Lee. Gosh. Yeah. So stay warm, stay dry, but be careful out there. And we will talk to you soon. 